Hi, welcome to Better Business with Magic. I am your host, Nolan Webster, where it's my job to pull back the curtain and expose the secrets and concepts of magic that you can use to increase and improve your marketing, aspirational thinking, to grow, to improve your innovative leadership, and to communicate better. So stay tuned. Welcome to another episode of Better Business with Magic. I am still Nolan Webster, and today in this episode, we're going to go over five virtual networking mistakes for you to avoid. Networking is extremely important whenever you're trying to grow your business, grow your client list. And this day and age is different. Networking is different than ever before. Many people are working from home or from remote locations because it's less expensive and more convenient for the type of work that they need to get done. This is also a big way for companies to entice the right people to work with them. And because of this, so many people are not coming into the office all the time, which was the way that we used to network. So networking is completely changing. So because of that, you need to find new and exciting ways to network and meet with other people and doing it in a virtual manner is an effective way to make this work. Now, there's countless ways that you can meet with others virtually. And when it is done well, it can be more effective than meeting others in person like in the past. However, you need to do it in the right way. Avoiding some of the common virtual networking mistakes is one of the best ways to be as effective and fruitful when it comes to some of the people you can meet while expanding your network from anywhere. Some of the top virtual networking mistakes that you need to avoid are number one, being unprofessional just because you are at home. Now, since you work at home all day, it's easy to get a little lack about your appearance and how you portray yourself. We've all seen those videos and memes and everything else about you know, business up top, casual at the bottom. Now, just because you may sit behind a computer all day and you have no one to see you, you may have the tendency to become a little too comfortable and not look professional. This has to change if you're doing an interview or other types of meeting greets where others can see you. So don't let the unprofessionalism take over when you're doing a Skype or Zoom or Teams meeting. Pretend that you are actually in the office. Check that the volume and the lighting look good before you even try to begin and be aware of some of the background noise that is behind you and going on in the room. Clean up the area, make it look tidy. Is it, are you in your living room or dining room? Do you need to clean up? Are you in an office? Which is a little more preferable. And just make sure that it looks presentable when you're on screen. The good thing about using cameras and going virtual, you know the edge of the frame. You know what people can and cannot see. Whenever I do shows online, there are a lot of things outside of frame that I use to help with the show. So do the same thing for your virtual meetings. Make sure your frame is clean. If you need notes, put them around the camera so nobody can see them except you. And that way you'll be more prepared and look better. Now also the outfit that you wear is going to be important too. You need to take off the sweatpants, 
that shirt that you've been wearing for three days straight and put on something professional. Now it's fine to dress down and do your work when no one else is online with you. But with any other networking event, others are going to see you. So you need to make sure that you almost dress to impress. Because in networking, first impressions are always going to be a big deal. So make sure you dress up like you are showing up to the office for those video calls. Before any meeting, take the time to look around the room. Notice if there's a mess behind you that you need to worry about. Clean up the whole room if possible, if you need to. Move the computer screen to make it just right. Look for anything that may be embarrassing or, or, or unprofessional, or if anything is just a big, big mess. Now, if you're short on time, then you can consider just cleaning up the area immediately behind you, rather than trying to do a whole space. Also, some services have a background uh, picture you can put up, a virtual background. You can blur the background in some softwares. So use that if you really don't have a chance to clean up and have a professional looking background. But then again, some of those virtual backgrounds look a little, a little too fake, personally, I think. So do the best you can. Now, I know you want to show up in your pajamas. You work remotely, you're in them all day. But remember, when you're networking, you're not going to get new contacts that way. So bring out the, the nice shirt, the pants, almost like you're going to an interview. Especially depending on what your, your industry is. For some, it may be you know, slacks and a polo shirt. For some, it may be you no know, coat and tie. Uh, for some, t-shirts may be fine, more casual. So know your industry, know what's acceptable, and dress to par. Number two, networking is not just about you. The next mistake that a lot of people make when it comes to networking is that they do it because they think it's all about them. Networking is something that needs to prove beneficial to both parties and not just you. So the second that it becomes all about you is the second that contact is going to lose interest and will decide not to work with you at all. So this is a new relationship you're trying to build and needs to be beneficial to both of you. And it's easy to get caught up in a little bit of self-promotion, which makes it easy to forget all about the true meaning of networking. Because in networking, you want to focus on helping one another out. But it's easy to forget this, which makes it harder to form some of those long-lasting connections that help you get it further along. Number three on the virtual networking mistakes to avoid, and that is forgetting your existing contacts. I know it's exciting when it comes to networking and see how many people you can gather up and network and, and grow. You want to meet new people, you want some new connections and see where all of this can go. And while that's fun and exciting, you need to remember some of your current contacts as well. Or you may find that your list is actually getting smaller and smaller rather than growing. Networking isn't just about you seeing how many new connections that you can get, it's also about contacting others when you need something. If this is the way that you treat your network, you will soon find that you don't have much of a network at all. There's so much more that comes with networking than just, hey, can you do something for me? 
So do not just focus on the new connections and do not fall into the habit of reaching out to someone only when you need something from them. There are several clients that I reach out to just because here where I live, it gets cold and snowy. I'll say, hey, how was the holidays? Hey, how are you doing with the snow and the bad weather? So reaching out just to let them know that they're on top of your mind makes that connection go longer. I may reach out to a client I'm trying to land and just ask them, hey, how are things going? How was the weekend for you? I know you're working on this big project. How's it going? Something off topic rather than just always business. Now you need to maintain some contacts the entire time. Think about when you can reach out to your current contacts and even set some reminders to help you remember when to talk to an existing contact again. It's perfectly fine to start a conversation just to catch up. Ask how they're doing, what's new, what can you help them with? You may have no reason to contact them at all, but it will make the contact feel good. Because nobody wants to be contacted just to hear a sales pitch. If you have a meaningful conversation with a person, you'll find that when you do want something, they are more willing and be open to help you. The next mistake to avoid is send the message. Too many times someone will send a connect request on LinkedIn or another site in hopes of increasing some of the reach that they have online. This is not going to work and often looks like spam. Just think back to the many times that this has happened to you in the past. Did you actually respond to the request? If you did not know the person well, you probably ignored it. That's what others are going to do in the same situation. So if you're sending out connection requests to someone else, then you need to make sure to send along a message as well. And don't use those pre-written messages, those canned messages, because sometimes they sound like spam. Make it a personalized message that will help to get you noticed. This needs to happen with each and every connection request that you have. And the less that you know the person, the more time and thought you will need to put into the message that you would like to send them. This may not be necessary if you plan to send out a connection to someone that you already know, especially if you work with them or know them really well. But it doesn't hurt to send a little note to catch up or remind them on how both of you know each other just in case. It is the personal touch that is going to make all of the difference when you want to grow your network. Most professionals are not going to mind getting a connection request, even from someone they do not know. This is how the LinkedIn profile works and that they may see it is a way to provide them with a larger network. But they still would like to know a little bit about you as well. They want to know something about why you are so interested in being one of their connections and why they can benefit from working with you on LinkedIn or whatever social media site you may be using. A quick message stating the reason that you want to connect is always a good idea. Just a small message is usually fine. Next, remember the time zones. The final trick that we need to remember here is different time zones. At first, you may find people who are in the same time zone as you or the same city, and that's where you're really trying to grow. So it may not be a big deal of a problem at first. However, as you grow out those connections and you try to reach out to other people in other industries and other cities, you may find yourself, you're making connections across the country or across the world. 
the more locations where you find someone, the professionals that you're trying to connect with, the more you need to worry about time zones. This means that some of your connections may not be available during the day when you are usually active. So some may need you to make a little special accommodations so that they can help come along and hear your message. Try to make your webinars and meetings as accessible as possible for everyone. If it's just a few professionals on the other side of the world, you may need to be up in the middle of the night to get it done. If you have a larger group of contacts to consider, then you may need to find a time that works best for the majority of the people you want to reach. Your goal is to pick a time that works well for your global team and then check in with them ahead of time. This makes it easier to plan around the schedule for everyone else. If there are just too many time zones to work with, they may have to do one live event that works for most of the people and then leave it up recorded for everybody else whenever it's available for them. Now, you could also choose to do it a few different times for different sections of time zones. Up to you and what you're able to do. Now, virtual networking is all about the future. Many people are working from home and other remote locations, making it harder to get networking that they need to get done in the office. Even those who are in the office may find that traditional ways of networking are not as easy to work as compared to some of the ways that they can utilize virtual networking. And there are so many unique ways you can utilize virtual networking in order to get the results and meet new people. As you decide to navigate some of your network, virtual networking, you may be surprised on how much you are able to get done along the way. However, you need to make sure that you follow the right protocols along the way to make it successful. So by following some of the tips that we just went over, you'll be able to have successful networking events and grow your networking online to fulfill all the needs and get your business growing, to get your client base growing, and so much more. So I hope you enjoyed this little episode about the five virtual networking mistakes to avoid. I hope there was something in there that you can use and use it right now, use it today, or maybe for your thing going on in the next few days. If you liked it, please comment, share, leave a review, follow, check links in the description for more resources that you can use in growing your business. Until next time, this is Nolan Webster with Better Business with Magic.